so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. episode of Ho Ho Hong Kong. I am back. I'm your host, Mohammed Magdi. You survived. I'm still alive. Wow, look yeah. at you. I think that might have been a plot from you to just get me off the podcast for a couple of weeks. I we tried the same thing. Yeah. I tried it last night, but I remembered I was away. He has to actually eat the physical food again. <laughs> I can't will him into sickness again. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't work We might way. get to a palm up here to yeah. like psych me into getting sick every time before we record. <laughs> oh, man, that was brutal. Yeah. So for, for you guys who haven't caught up, I... Vivek and I had a show together on Saturday night, last week, basically, yeah. like about a week ago from now. And after the show, we just grabbed skewers at an unknown place in uh, one chai that we always go to. I just don't want to throw them under the bus. Yeah. They're actually really nice. Uh, that we always go to after shows. And then I've had something different, though. Like every time I ordered one thing, yeah. that night I decided to be a bit adventurous. Oh, and you tried that other yeah, new that, thing and bam, that other new you. thing. Yeah, but you had the same thing. Yeah. And you're completely fine. I don't know. I, I Maybe my body's in denial. <laughs> maybe I actually did get sick, but I was like, I can power through it. Yeah. I'm reading the different books or something. You know, like, <laughs> one of those, like, affirmation you just watched like Tony Robbins or yeah, something. Exactly. Shit. He's like, you're not sick. I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I realized? I think I might have been away from home for too long. So I yeah. have like white people's stomach now. I think so. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, been, you've been privileged too long. I have been privileged yeah, too long. Your white yeah. privilege has actually kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hong Kong has not been good for me. Oh, uh, man. Well, if you want to know how Muhammad is doing, if he's well or sick, you can always follow him on socials, which is. Yeah, the other Muhammad. Yeah. I'm there. I've been posting a bit of uh, about my dog and me being sick because yeah. I'm just at home sick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, follow me. How about yourself? Uh, at Funny Vivek. No more letter M. Bye bye letter M. Don't need that letter <laughs> M. Damn you letter M. Go away out of my face. Okay. Yeah. I'm so is there happy. any update on this saga or that's it? It's so the YouTube down. is still stuck in Vivek Malbani because yeah. the Funny Vivek guy has no contact information and this. Wait. Athlete. So there is a Funny Vivek on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. So I was like nice. part three. I'm like, ah, forget, <laughs> forget the trilogy. I don't. So need did that. you message him? I can't. There's no um, way to contact the funny Vivek guy. He has yeah, like but one on video. YouTube, on YouTube no, page, the about doesn't have a contact. Really? Yeah, yeah, I know. This guy's like super incognito. Oh, wow. He's okay. probably the brother of the Facebook guy. <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, it let's might get be him. the same guy. He's like, all right, I'm done. Exactly. I'm done with you. <laughs> Wait till he deletes the page. Uh, actually, too, uh, I have a bit of an announcement to uh, celebrate me not dying of food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, this is uh, for the listeners of the podcast. We've talked about this for a while. And uh, for uh, just to, as an, a bit of an appreciation to everyone who's been uh, going through this journey with us, I, we have a promo code for the uh, backstage shows. So basically, if you're buying any ticket for any of the backstage shows from now until January 29th, basically all the shows through December and January, you can use the promo code HOHOHK21 and get 15% off on all the advanced tickets. So basically, if you haven't come to backstage shows for a while, just buy a ticket uh, for you and your date or your enemy and uh, use HOHOHK21 and you get 15% off all the way through December and January. Nice. Actually, I also have a promo code. What you do, you go to the website show.funnyvivek.com. Nice. And then the promo code is where you have to enter your credit card number. <laughs> you write your credit card number, right? That's your promo code. <laughs> and then just press that submit. not a good... And, you know, we're will, losing listeners right now. It will promote you into my audience. That's promote. <laughs> anyway. terrible. All right. So we have a lot of shows happening. I'm actually performing this Saturday at uh, Backstage. Oh, that's for right. For Brian Bentley's show. Yes. So anybody... I, I tell you what. I, I will give you 
as a promo. If you come to the Brian Bentley show this Saturday yeah. at Backstage, and after the show you come up to me, you'd be like, dude, I want to come to your, your, your solo show on Tuesday, 21st December right. at the Applause Pavilion Ocean Park at 8 p.m., yeah. which Mohammed is hosting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will actually add that there and then give you a, a secret promo code. Nice. You do have yeah. one. I do have nice. one. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a, so you, they can actually, so the best offer is that they come to Brian Bentley's show, yeah. use HoHoHK21 to get 15% off. Yes. Then you get your promo code. Yeah. And they get a certain percentage of depending on my how my set goes that night. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting no percentage. Okay. They're gonna pay extra. <laughs> exactly. All right. Anyway, so. uh, let's get our guest. Very exciting today. We have Justin Lim. J- Justin, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good. Thanks. I I just shot a wedding yesterday, which uh, got pretty raucous at the end. They were doing like tequila and yeah. stuff. And, and and just to clarify, uh, I shot a yeah, wedding. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hey, People just, don't know who you are. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Just... I'm obviously in, I'm obviously going straight into it. But yeah, I, I am a professional photographer based here in Hong Kong. Uh, I've been doing that for uh, probably on and off for about 15 years, but definitely full time for the last 10 years. And I do weddings and 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 kid events and. Uh, a couple of fashion things here and there. Yeah. Mm. And uh, what's so, the percentage yeah. of, of wedding gigs versus all the other gigs? Like, would you categorize yourself as wedding photographer or a photographer that does weddings? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I think the majority of Hong Kong wedding photographers tend to just specialize solely in weddings. But actually, yeah. I, I like to kind of have a kind of mixed yeah. uh, business, as it were. So I would probably do about 70, 80% weddings, uh. 20% child, sh- uh, child and family shoots. Yeah. And then I got maybe 10% doing like corporate gigs for like brands here. Yeah, that's a right. smart move because yeah. like you take you shoot them during the wedding and you like give it like a few months time. Be like, hey, so uh, someone's pregnant, uh, so you know, yeah. photos for kids uh, as well. Yeah, you, actually, it's nice. pre- it's a pretty huge business in the sense that uh, a lot of clients are very brand loyal, right? So yeah. once you've shot their wedding, they, yeah. they tend to want want you over and over again when they have kids. Yeah. Uh, the downside, obviously, is they have a divorce or whatever. Yeah, then they, yeah. and suddenly you're like this. I was cursed, about to right? ask you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you also shoot divorces? <laughs> yeah. um, I've heard actually in the U.S. in the, in the wedding industry, that's a bit of a thing now. That's some people who get divorced, they get a photographer just to capture their divorce party, like <laughs> what? them ripping up the papers and setting fire to their ex's photos. Yeah, so, yeah I don't know if that's going to take on in Hong Kong, but you know they like to burn papers on the road in Hong Kong. So Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, something died. The wedding died. You know, the marriage died. So <laughs> the marriage it. died. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let me ask you this though, like, uh, so when you take photos for your clients and stuff for the wedding, do you have like a clause in the contract where it says you get to keep the photos and during the divorce if they want you to delete it off your hard drive, they got to pay more? Do they have that? Uh, no, but maybe that's something I should put in I'm there. telling you, man, this Indian <laughs> businessman's, you know, gears yeah. are turning. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I never, th- never thought about it that way, actually. I mean, I, I, think, I think the other thing about uh, well, getting a bit more serious here, I think yeah. I've had, obviously, like, by law of averages, I've had clients who have been divorced. Mm. I think sometimes, sometimes in Hong Kong culture, maybe they kind of keep it under wraps more, you know? Yeah. Like, whereas, like, you know, I think in the US or UK, maybe they're more, a bit more showy, like, yeah, hey, I got divorced, let's go out and drink. And yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I think, I think that's maybe one aspect. Because I actually, I literally last night just ran into one client who I shot, I think I shot his pre-wedding thing maybe like 12 years ago or something. Yeah. And and you know I I suspected he was divorced for a yeah. while yeah yeah and then like clearly last night I saw another woman with him so basically straight <laughs> out I said to him like so you're not obviously with that girl anymore yeah. and he's like yeah 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 I mean maybe that he was that's, that's a happened. weird question yeah, yeah. Well, well that that that's another story we have a different stories we have a different arrangement now yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. but no he confirmed that yeah they, the they most important thing did you give him his card like so when you marry this one just contact me yeah do you have an offer or second second yeah fifty percent discount well I will tell you another funny story which is obviously no names mentioned but I I shot a wedding for a divorce lawyer last year so as in her own wedding right yeah right and then suddenly after i shot that wedding i started getting like four or five offers to shoot 
weddings of shall we say slightly older women mm. and then i figured it out all these women were her clients who were like on their second or third oh, weddings oh nice. and she had referred me to them right yeah. Yeah. So i was like great this is great because you know by the time they get to their second or third wedding they're a bit jaded so a lot of them were just saying to me like no, and they've also had everybody's half yeah, yeah, yeah. of their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you <laughs> so know, the, these women were saying to me, just shoot what you want. We don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we, we've been married like two, three times already. Yeah. So just do what you want. Yeah, you know? like, whatever, man. You know. <laughs> That's a good business It was a in. good business. Yeah, so I, I have to thank that lawyer. She, yeah. was, she was very kind to like give me her, her clientele. Yeah. Actually, are there any famous, famous people's weddings that you can talk about? Like, I don't know if you can mention names or not, but even if you can't, just is there any high-profile weddings that you have done that that you remember? Uh, yeah, I've I've done a, a quite a few high-profile weddings, but I think the the interesting thing about saying high-profile in Hong Kong is that sometimes high-profile in Hong Kong doesn't necessarily mean that they're a celebrity that's famous for like a movie or like a right. com- comedy or whatever. Sometimes high-profile in Hong Kong just means rich. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it can be yeah. as an example, so, Alan like, Zeman, you know, someone like, like that. Exactly, yeah, from yeah, a yeah. rich family. Yeah, sure. I have done a few like that yeah. for sure. Um, and I think it's very interesting in the sense that um, a lot of the the rich clients in Hong Kong, you know, some of them are super nice people. You you wouldn't have thought so, but yeah, you also get the stereotype that some of them can be really difficult. Yeah, mm. you know, I mean, we all know the bridezilla stereotype in yeah. weddings, right? And that I'm does sure. happen here. I'm sure. Yeah. And like, I mean, again, crazy rich Asians, all those stereotypes. But yeah, I mean, for sure, you there are stories like that that are very very uh, prevalent in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you get to take photos, especially at weddings, where you have taken the photo and then you're like, oh no, you shouldn't have shot that. Like, no one should see uh, this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, again. Uh, it's 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 very difficult to not obviously I won't name names but uh, again coming back to the, the whole divorce thing I remember I shot a wedding in uh, Soho maybe about five or six years ago and uh, you know it was for an expat uh, couple yeah and so you know she was super stylish amazing dress the, the the husband too he was a really cool guy so you know I thought oh, this, is, this is a good gig because I'm all the photos I'm getting are they popping off mm-hmm. they get to the after party in, in uh, Elgin Street or Peel somewhere they're doing shots you know it was it was like basically going crazy and I was loving it I was in the after party doing all these crazy like you know, clubbing style shots yeah mm. so eventually a couple months later i send or whatever it was a couple weeks later i send the shots to her and she writes back to me on whatsapp and she's like uh justin i love your work you know like i love 499 out of the 500 shots <laughs> i was like oh which is the one shot you yeah. didn't like so apparently there was this one shot i did of uh these two people making out on the dance floor uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like blouse half ripped and she's yeah. like yeah, they're both married to other people. Oh, nice. <laughs> and you captured the moment. Yeah. Was it like kind of like blurry in the background or yeah, was it just no, like a No, no, no. They were literally going at it the whole night. Uh, and I thought they must be like really happy yeah. like guests, oh, right? So you're, like yeah. just a couple that's together. And I thought yeah. in the moment, you know, nice. yeah. I mean, obviously nothing obscene or explicit, but yeah, they were really kind of like wow. getting into each other, right? So then <laughs> I thought, okay, that's, 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 that's a real moment. That's what yeah. a photographer you So want. I think that obviously, uh, I am sure you have done this. Yeah. This is when you start asking for more money so you don't release the photo. There's no question you did this, right? The blackmail aspect has has, has, has kind of popped into my mind a few times. <laughs> how how can you not do that? Yeah, <laughs> is yeah. that even illegal? Yeah, I have. Well, I, they did. The, I took the shot. I mean, like, you took the shot. Yeah. The, the shot is your property. It's like, hey, I'm just gonna give you a higher price for this photo. That's not really for blackmailing, is it? No, you have different tier system. Like, okay, exactly. for a hundred US dollars, I'll blur them slightly. <laughs> for two hundred, I'll you know pixelate them. <laughs> for three. 
hundred. <laughs> I will. You I give might me put hundred Hong Kong dollars. This is going on Instagram right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. And if you don't reply me within twenty four hours, no, no, I can imagine that that moment. But it's, it's moments like these where you're like, I'm definitely keeping the raw copy of this. Yeah, photo. of course. Yeah, because like when those two divorce, they'd be like, Can I please have that photo? I want to show this to my ex and be like, Ah, way ahead of you, asshole. <laughs> I, I mean, again, another photographer cliche, but obviously, like in in the course of doing so many weddings over the years, not so much with like the local clients or the local yeah. couples, mm. but definitely with the expat couples, you see a lot of wardrobe malfunctions, yeah, lip mm. slips, all kinds of things that didn't make sure, the cut yeah. right. And yeah. you know, I, I I like to think of my, myself as a professional. They all stay on some spare hard drive yeah. somewhere you know? yeah you never yeah. know yeah. I mean like you there'd know. be one day yeah. where they want to show the grandkids well you know you know, yeah. they, they never see the light of day but you know I keep all my data yeah well, I think well I'm secure. like you like I'm the type of guy that I will archive everything even if I'm like there's yeah. no way in hell this will ever be used yeah. or released ever but I just want to keep yeah. it just because you never know yeah well you know? photographers tend to be very anal about these things which we just keep you everything, actually keep everything, everything. Like records. well yeah I, I think I, I have records going back all the way like 10 years and I, I actually like data, data cloud storage is a big issue as a photographer of course what yeah. do you use uh, well I, I'm on Dropbox Professional but we yeah. have you know, got Google Drive and all kinds same of things same dude yeah, well. yeah yeah exactly like that, um, that, that's big for me yeah. but okay so photography now I'm mm. always curious about like how did you even start this whole thing because see everyone's got a camera and I'll tell you this I have so many uncles who are like oh I'm a photographer yeah. I'm like okay let's calm down okay yeah I took, you, I took a pretty nice photo yesterday at the cyberport of yeah. the sunset I'm like I think I'll just get into right? this business yeah exactly so, this I'm photo like, is amazing yeah I'm like I'm like, whatever man i got yeah. this you Should know charge people money now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first of all like photography was it always a passion or you just fell into it or just one day you were like oh what is this machine i can press on yeah it, it's again it's it's one of those funny stories actually i'm kind of like a hong kong auntie public un- enemy number one because I, I i had my corporate career i was a lawyer right and yeah uh, not a very good lawyer, but but it's a actually still. it seems to be a uh, pretty common thread in our uh, in our podcast. Yeah. We have a lot of guests yeah. who were into something yeah. and completely just switched gears mm. and got into something different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I, I I think I was uh, an unlikely lawyer in the sense that although my father was a lawyer, my mother is very creative. So that's probably where that comes from because my mother is very artistic. Yeah, and she you know she used to design jewelry and paint, and she brought me up doing those things. Yeah. So I went to law school because I had the grades. But even within the first week of law school, I'm like, this is not really for me. Yeah. So uh, even when I was a teenager, I was already dabbling a bit with photography. You would never think at that stage it's a profession, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things like, ah, this yeah. is like a joke. Mm. And so like even now, I've been a professional for like 15 years or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You'll still you'll still get aunties coming up to you saying, "When are you giving up this hobby of yours?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they don't actually realize it's a business now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so but um, yeah, I, I kind of fell into it that way. So I came back from the UK. I had my law degree from the UK. Uh, I I was in practice here for a little bit. I went in house with one company, and I just thought I don't enjoy law. And I was doing the photography on the side. I have to shout out my boy Lester, who who you know who was uh, running a photography studio in Hong Kong at that time. Yeah, he kind of brought me on, mentored me a bit, and I thought you know maybe this is worth a shot. But of course, it's really scary when you give up your office job to do something like this because you don't know where the next paycheck's coming from, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in that sense, I thought it was risky, but um, I guess you know without trying to talk myself up. I kind of knew I had the ability to do it and I knew that everything I did was kind of well received and, yeah. and, and you know, you kind of have to build your confidence that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the more I did, um, and uh, the other funny thing I think about being a professional photographer in Hong Kong is, yeah, of course, everyone looks at it as a creative artsy-fartsy job. Yeah. But actually, you have to be very on, on point as well, right? Yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. dealing with big brands and, and in Hong Kong, as we know, there's a lot of money circulating in every industry, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Event yeah. industry, whatever. So you, you still have to be really on point and professional yeah. as well. But I mean, when you were in your old law, law, uh, mm. law job and everything, was it like every day you're just like, what am I doing? I don't like it? Or were you just like, ah, oh, you know, I want to try something different. I just feel like a change. Because like, I'm trying to yeah. think of the moment that it kind of clicked that photography is the path. Like, I'm trying to image. Pick 
picture you at the photocopying machine. You're like, I could do this. <laughs> I like these these pictures yeah. I'm taking with this machine. This is fantastic. What can I do more with this? Yeah. Like, uh, what was the moment uh, that clicked photography for you? Um, well, I don't know if I can pinpoint it on one moment. I, I, I think basically I knew I was very frustrated doing what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the office job. I had come to a point where I knew I wanted to do something else. I didn't know yeah. whether it was going to be photography. Okay. So actually what happened was I quit my job first. Which yeah. Is, you know, almost <laughs> yeah, suicide I, anyway. Every auntie right. was Then like, I spent two months sitting there doing nothing, thinking, nice. what am I going to do in my life? Yeah. I was applying for all these roles and stuff. And then I thought... You know, I have a f- photography portfolio, and like I said, I'd been lucky enough to already do some gigs, and you know, I I I I done shoots for like brands like Isola, Key yeah. Club. So I knew there was something there. I just didn't know whether it was something I could transfer into a talent. Yeah. And then the other thing was, this is kind of like pre-Instagram days, so we're talking about like two thousand three, two thousand four. I was on those kind of photo sharing sites like Flickr. Yeah, and I was actually gaining momentum. So Flicker, in, in those dude. days, oh, I had man, like yeah. in those days I had like eight thousand followers, which which today sounds like nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, right but in yeah, those yeah. days, wow, you have eight thousand followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? the internet had so, like nine thousand so, users only. So, so I knew that somehow there was traction. I just didn't yeah. know whether it could could parlay into like some professional yeah. uh, career. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and yeah. it still sounds weird to even call it a career, right? Yeah, true. And I I'm mean, still fifteen years down the line now. Yeah, right? well, I mean, yeah. that photography, comedian, yeah. people are still like, so wait, hold on a second, people actually pay for this? I could do that, and I think this is the parallel we always have is that these sorts of careers everyone seems to be able to do it but not everybody is able to make a career out of yeah. it and that's the challenge I'm always curious about like at what point and what what were the stepping stones like for example with comedy you know it's no longer like I just gotta be funny there's more to the business than just being funny I'm sure you know in photography it's like you can take the great photos but that's not that's not part of the business the business is like dealing with the client uh, scheduling time management explain to the client okay this is how it works you cannot photoshop your wife's face with you know Cindy Crawford doesn't work that way so like, <laughs> I mean you can it just, you can well, I, not for this I, I had a request like that once but I'll tell, tell you about that later <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's like in my wedding like so just help me out like give me yeah. one photo just one photo can you for make me. my wife less dark <laughs> well, well, I'll, 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 well in fact I'll tell that story now so basically oh, yeah. this was a wedding from about maybe seven or eight years ago mm. and, uh, and in terms of weddings I was still relatively inexperienced I've been shooting weddings for maybe 15 years but I was starting to gain traction and get into those bigger ones right yeah. like, mm. so like so this one was like one of the big hotels in Hong Kong. And so I did all those group shots, you know, where people are standing on the stage and looking happy and cheesy, yeah. the very Hong Kong style ones. And then I get same thing, you know, I get, a, I get an email like maybe two months down the line. She's like, oh, I love the photos. Um, just one problem. There was this one photo uh, that you, you, you did all the photos of my team with the boss there. Yeah. Mm. Like I think her boss is from England or the US or something. Yeah. And he looks really pissed off and all the photos yeah. so so what would you mind like I took this uh, headshot from LinkedIn can you paste his head like <laughs> oh. his smiling face on the photos I'm what? like then I was like but yeah but wouldn't, won't he know when you show yeah. your office yeah. mates yeah. your photos and stuff He's, she's like just do it just do it so I did it and yeah, yeah. yeah you, wow. you get things like that all the time that's crazy yeah. he's like looking at the photo like I actually <laughs> smiled what the hell I don't remember smiling the also, whole time also wouldn't, wouldn't it be yeah. like if he is the common problem in, in like 15 photos yep. maybe his face is the problem it's not <laughs> maybe, it's not maybe. your photography or him being grumpy he's like yeah. actually but has a sad yeah. face <laughs> I, I mean I don't want to advertise I do things like this a lot but yeah for sure you get some very strange do you get people who are like oh I look fat or whatever oh, Can all you slim? the time yeah right and yeah. do you all just comply time. so okay where's your line all the then time. I mean I think it's interesting because uh 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 when I started my wedding and uh, shall we call call it a lifestyle photography business, mm. yeah. you you kind of have this split in Hong Kong between the very very overproduced Asian Hong Kong style photography, mm. local yeah. photography, and the Western style, which is basically to, to show very authentically yeah, 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 everything, yeah. right? Like all wrinkles, yeah. all flaws. So I kind of had to pitch myself in between because I like the authenticity of Western photography in the sense that I was in London for a long yeah. time. I I grew up on that aesthetic. Uh, 
I don't really enjoy the overproduced Hong Kong style one, but you yeah. know that there's to get business, you kind of yeah. have to somehow yeah, massage yeah, yeah. it, right? Yeah, for in sure. In such a way that. So what I tend to do is I say things like, yeah, I'll smooth your skin. I'll get rid of the acne. Yeah. But I don't do things like, oh, I'm going to Photoshop in a friend who couldn't make your wedding. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. Do things yeah. Like so that. you actually just flat out yeah, say flat no. out I won't say. I just think it's disingenuous to the whole process of being a photographer, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I still want to capture reality at yeah. some point, right? Enhancing... Otherwise, it just becomes graphic design. It yeah, becomes correct, a different yeah. skill set, I mean, so, right? so your line yeah. is basically you would basically kind yeah. of like enhance at most, yeah. but not yeah. completely change correct. the situation. Correct. I think blemishes and, and, and kind of like, yeah, like you say, I'm kind of enhancing it, but I think I don't want to make it into some kind of like science fiction thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through your website yeah. justinlimphoto.com yeah. uh, for people who want to check you out uh, but you obviously have different very different kinds of styles yep. uh, of your photography so you have yep. events you have food photos you have uh, you know interior design and all stuff like that we'll get into the different styles but what is your favorite or the most challenging like for example in stand-up comedy we have shows that are corporate gigs right sometimes they're not ideal and we, can't, we don't really like them but that's where the big money is yep. right but we have shows sometimes that are just like in the black box theater that is just perfect. It just show feels good. And it yeah. can be no money, but we're enjoying ourselves so much yeah. creatively, it's more rewarding. Do you have a, a certain category of, of photography that you find it more rewarding creatively, not necessarily in terms of financial gain? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I think all three of us at this table probably know that whole scene where sometimes you take a gig knowing you probably don't enjoy it that much, mm -hmm. but it, it you know it, it, it kind of benefits like your, you your over, wallet. Yeah, your right? quotation is like, over like the you know money. you can do and it. You agree, you're like what? Like you know you yeah. can do it. You know you're gonna get paid well, but maybe you don't enjoy it that yeah. much. Um, actually, funnily enough, given Hong Kong Instagram's obsession with food photos. Mm. I have shot for a lot of the hotels and restaurants in Hong Kong, but actually I don't enjoy food that much in the sense that I like looking at the final photo I've taken. I don't yeah. enjoy the process so much because I think food photography is very specific and, ulti and ultimately you're dealing in still life, right? Yeah. So I, I like people emotion. There's no emotion. I like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So that's why I think weddings called out to me in that sense because although weddings are difficult, mm. you at least come across a sense of like uh, realness in people, yeah. authenticity, the moment, living the, living, living, uh, the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ah. So uh, food's not great. Um, so that's not one of my favorites. But yeah, of mm. course, if I get a good gig, I do it. Yeah, um, fair I mean, like it's probably like a live lobster, yeah. like making motions out of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like, in that case, like it that is too. live. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like I can yeah. take a shot of fear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did. A, I did. A, I did a shoot for one of the Macau casinos once, where they were. They were. They were. I think they were trying to do some lobster kind of shoot. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and they had their whole concept was to have this kind of poof of like flour or smoke appear from behind the chef. Yeah. And we went through quite a few bags of flour, and I'm like. Like, yeah, this is kind of not. It looks yeah. kind of like it's stage, dirty. Right? It doesn't yeah, look very yeah. good. Yeah, know? exactly. The pedals uh, yeah, flying all, in the air. Yeah, again, what's going I, on? again, professional photographer problems, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, okay, so then yeah. how much? Uh, okay, so when someone hires you for a gig, how open are you to get like guidance? Like in comedy, okay, so you get a corporate gig, and the thing I really don't like, and I usually yeah. reject as well. When I, okay, so we want you to talk about you know uh, COVID, you know, I'm just like okay, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. My job is to make you laugh, all right. As long as you laugh, regardless of whatever I say, I don't offend you. You laugh, we're good. So how much of the guidelines do you accept from clients, or are you open to that? That's a really interesting question as well. Mm. I think I think one of the things I would say is as I got older and more experienced, yeah. my tolerance for bullshit went down. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the other hand, also the small things I, I tend to let slide now in a way because yeah. you, you think, okay, look, it's not going to kill me to do it. So yeah. I do it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they come up with requests that that sound vaguely ridiculous to anyone who's normal, yeah. but to me somehow don't sound that ridiculous. So I, so I do them. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, like if you look at my Instagram or my uh, wedding website, the one that you pointed mm -hmm. out, 
I actually don't post about 80% of the stuff that I do. Yeah. I post the stuff I like, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. like, you know, I, I know, you know, social media people tend to overpost. I actually underpost, if anything. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting in the sense that because as I got more accomplished, I, I tend to like flat out reject things that I know, like, okay, I, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. But then I, if I know it's just like a minor irritance, in the old days, maybe I'm like, ah, yeah, this is like totally like uh, digging into my my whole like vibe and ethos and everything. Now I'm just like, you know what? I'll just do it. What's yeah, a, what's yeah, an yeah. example of, of a request that you're like, just let slide, but it's kind of annoying. Is it one of those like, oh, we're going to count to three and jump in the air, cast that shot. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I, 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 I must be fair in the sense that I love all my clients. <laughs> but no, fair, you, fair, fair, you, you get do it. get odd requests. Yeah. Um, you know, like sometimes at the weddings, they just want some specific things like, okay, we went on this uh, trip in uh, the you know like ten years ago to Toronto, and we saved all these uh, I don't know what like souvenir coins and yeah. ticket stubs and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And we want you to do a shot somehow incorporating all of that into like the yeah. wedding. Yeah. So, so you get you get things like that. But actually, I find that kind of nostalgic in a cheesy yeah. way, right? And mm. and again, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a I'm a businessman as well as a photographer. So I think I think like you, you just kind of have to know how to massage it in a way that. On the one hand, your your whole profile doesn't come across as too cheesy. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I like to think of myself as some kind of artiste at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, again, it, you know, I, I I'm a very tolerant person. I think I think whatever makes people happy at the end of the day is yeah. what gets you over the line, right? Right. So it's it's it. I think in our business, you kind of don't want to piss off the clients too much because at the end of the day, I think. Uh, you know, uh, um, we're, I'm in the business of making people happy. What's, yeah. a, what's yeah. a message that you would say to a future client? Like, please don't ask me this. <laughs> um, yeah, again, it's, it's odd because obviously when you, when you do shoots, people come in a variety of like clothing and all kinds of things. Mm. I, I'm not very into things like, um, oh, I'll tell you one. Yeah. I got somehow introduced to someone who wanted to do an underwater pregnancy shoot. Ah, okay. and, and of course, when you see those conceptual shoots in like Vogue in Italy, they look right. really yeah. like fantastic yeah. with like the water, yeah. like the the dress billowing out. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. this girl somehow got this kind of cheap knockoff dress from Taobao, ah. and it looked really wet and floppy. Yeah. And I didn't have the heart to tell her I don't think it's gonna work. So somehow yeah. you kind of struggle through it. And I had to buy like the underwater casing for yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. there's a guy here I think who just does that kind of underwater shooting okay, now. Okay. But anyway, mm. I didn't think I was gonna be the guy, but she thought I was the guy. So again, I think sometimes you have to draw the line with what you can and can't do. I think I like to think they didn't look that bad in the end, but I knew it wasn't going to be something that was like a ten out. So of you're 10, under yeah. water in a pool. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And yeah. then you're th- sh- shooting her in with like her a... pregnant belly out. And, oh. Yeah. What's oh. What, this dumb question? What's the point? <laughs> so her water well, breaks. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I, again, I think this is a question, obviously, that I get a lot. Like, because obviously, in the, in the the, the uh, to, to use the cliche term, though, in the Western mind or the expat mind. Mm. Uh, you know, like they want photos that are very authentic. Like yeah. you capture us on the day. We don't like this kind of stage stuff. Yeah, but we yeah, all yeah. know in Hong Kong what a massive market the whole pre-wedding stage yeah, 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 photography yeah. is, right? He's holding her. And then I think yeah. over the years it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier, right? Yeah. Because everyone's always got an idea. So come back to your question about mm. uh, weird requests. Yeah, you literally get people who want you to emulate something they saw in a movie. Yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes you get the really artsy ones. I remember one couple asked me to do something Wong Kar Wai like. You wow. know, like okay, mm. that's yeah. gorgeous, right? That can't be gorgeous if they're yeah. wearing like the traditional uh, dress. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, very kind of ret- retro yeah. environment yeah. but then you get really odd ones as well right that just don't yeah. look like anything or should be anything but yet somehow someone thinks yeah that's yeah. Gonna, that's Actually, what I want you know yeah. that's what that I gets want. me to my next point because yeah. I live uh, in Saipan and yeah. close to my place there is the temple on Hollywood Road mm. 
And right next to it, there is a staircase yep. or a stairwell, rather. Yep. There is always people taking professional photos there. It's usually girls and Chipao and hanging out by the temple, which I guess the temple can make a beautiful background, but yeah. it's that particular staircase. Yeah. People are always there taking Ladder Street, photos. right? La- Ladder Street. Is, is it yeah, Ladder yeah, Street? Yeah, are you familiar Manuel with temple. that at all? Uh, yeah, my, my studio is actually very close to that. <laughs> hey. so my studio is on He's God. like, ah, oh, so yeah. that's where I so take is my that area so famous I, I, I have been there a few times, to say the yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think, uh, again, um, if you were to broadly uh, split the clientele, some of them really love, as you know, like especially like with the expats, they love the Hong Kong, uh, the rawness. They like all the urban, yeah. the tall buildings. They want to capture some of that. Right. And then you get the people in Hong Kong who are very, maybe maybe a little bit more local sometimes, and they're like, no, no, I want my pre-wedding to shoot to look like it's in New Zealand or something. Yeah. And obviously some of them do fly to New Zealand. Right. Yeah. But, but then I'm like, in Hong Kong, you don't really have those kind of trees. Yeah, yeah. And, you don't have yeah, mountains it, or whatever. Tell, exactly. Uh, so you kind of have that split. But yeah, some. Of, I mean, a, a lot of my expat clients love going around that kind of Soho ladder street yeah. area. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get a lot of clients who do things like they, 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 they're like, oh, I'm leaving Hong Kong soon. I just want to remember Hong Kong this way. And then mm. you end up shooting somewhere quite cheesy like some, yeah. like some bar. And so I'm like, wow, you want to remember Hong Kong this way? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like you want to remember like, it outside Staunton's. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> That's the memory. Okay, they're like, that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you're actually listening right now and you're really curious about Justin's pho- photography, go to Instagram. Uh, the handle is hurting bombs with the letter Z at the end. I'm very curious why hurting bombs. Because oh, I know, like uh, as comedians, when we bomb on stage, it hurts. But I don't get like, what's <laughs> going to do with, with the photographer. Uh, okay, so uh, this is kind of a stupid story because basically it was my old gamer name from like 20 years ago. Oh, or something. <laughs> what right. was the game? What and, was the game? I mean, actually, actually, I don't play that many violent games. Funny enough, I play a lot of FIFA and stuff like that. Right. So that your name on games. FIFA was hurting bombs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but there, there's a more technical explanation. But I'll, I'll I'll save it. I'll save it. But anyway, anyway. So I had this name, and then. Um, a lot of people think this story is bullshit, but actually it's completely true. So yeah. what happened was I, I, I installed Instagram whenever it was 10, 10 11, 12 yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. So I used the same social media profile. I used like Hurting Bombs as the name. Yeah. Because a lot of people always ask me, why isn't something more professional like Justin than photography? Mm. So, and then I was lucky enough that as I got traction, I was getting more and more followers through my personal work. Yeah. Uh, Instagram actually called out to me. So they were like, hey, dude, we want to we wanna feature you in one of our blog posts, nice. um, which is why I got followers very rapidly yeah. at that point uh, and we also want to like um, like you know in the old days when you installed the app they would be like oh people you can follow yeah, right. and yeah. I was one of those people you could nice. follow when you installed the app but then I signed this whole waiver and, and, uh, and disclaimer with their legal team <laughs> and being a lawyer I tend to be quite uh, <laughs> uh, uh, abide, abiding shall we yeah. say so one of the terms was you can't change your name wow. you'll stay on Instagram you can't change your name really? okay. so even when I became for, like this old wedding yeah, I have to keep. It. I'm sure now they wouldn't say anything, well, right? It's yeah, been yeah, so I'm long, sure by so now long. they're like, like ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Also, so, they haven't, so, they haven't so, even verified you. They should so, at least verify you. Well, yeah, I'm not even verified. Funny yeah. enough, but any, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that was what happened. So when I even eventually when I became quite known for weddings and stuff, and I do have a secondary wedding account, but yeah. anyway. I, I just kept my name because I was like, you know what? It is what it is. It's my name. Right well, now. you need to definitely right now go to Instagram.com slash hurting bombs with the letters Z at yeah, the end. Yeah, we will link it in the, the yeah. description as well. To see the ultimate uh, OG. <laughs> there seemed to be too a kind, bi- too kind. There seemed to be a bit of a trend in the photography world of people going back to film. Yes. It's, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not in that world, but I yeah. follow it. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan, basically. And uh, it seems like a lot of the people that I follow yeah. closely, it seems like they, they like film yeah. now. Yeah. And so is that like, is that just some sort of a trend that is going to go away eventually? I, I, I think it's great because when I first came back to Hong Kong, I think from London, I think it was about 2003, I was shooting film still. And I'm actually still, the, I'm probably like the last 
generation of professional photographer who did train on film before it completely became digital. Mm. So actually, I feel very privileged by that because just, my timing was good. Like, when did you I was develop in, it at home? I, I used to in the UK, not anymore. It's too restricting in Hong Kong. Oh, well, you know, okay, okay. So stuff. slow down because I'm very interested uh, in this. Just yeah, from watching yeah, movies and stuff, yeah. is it like you hang it like laundry yeah. in like no, a dark room? <laughs> it never looks as glamorous as when you see it in The oh, Crown or man. James Bond or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Every now like, and then you know, in your film, there's a one shot of a dead body. Like, how did I take that shot? <laughs> so what's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, when I came back to Hong Kong in around 2003, I think at that point, film was starting to die a bit because you were starting to get the first digital bodies. Mm. And so actually, I was part of a, a, a kind of unofficial social media group called the, the, the Hong Kong Analog uh, Photography Group. Nice. And we would go out on photo walks and we would hang out with people, which in those days was quite a small group, yeah. of people mm. who just wanted to keep film alive. But the funny thing, as you point out, is that now because of the prevalence of Instagram, mm. people got so into photography that conversely, they were like, hey, what's cool and hip and what can we get into that's yeah. not just yeah. taking phones with my iPhone? And now film is massive again. I yeah. mean, kind of this, as you know, this kind of, it's kind of this kind of reverse hipsterism of some kind, right? Where, mm. where you know, like somehow it shouldn't work, but it works just like with people collecting vinyl again. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and and it's, it's hilarious because even now when I go into some of the old Hong Kong like the, the old ca camera stores where they develop film the kind of old way, you always get these kind of like Hong Kong U or like university girls or college girls kind of like just strolling in and they're kind of yeah. like totally lost. But then they ask the guy like, oh, we want to shoot film. And yeah. can you tell us like, you know, which are good? Work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I find that quite cute that in a way it's kind of come back. You know? Yeah, because like the last yeah. film camera I used was one of those Lomography, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those cameras. Because yeah. So this is the thing, right? I, I was given a camera for free mm. and this was way back before the concept of influencer KOLs didn't exist, right? right? And they gave it to me and I was like, oh, okay. And I just let it sit there. And after like a month, I'm like, so are you going to use it? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. What do I have to do with it? <laughs> like yeah. take photos, dude. And then I'm like, oh, so I open it up and I'm like, oh, it's a film thing. I'm like, wait a second. So I got to develop it myself. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait, <laughs> you got me there. But it was quite interesting because the, the mentality is different. So with digital photography, we always have the free flow of like, whatever, take the shot first, mm. who cares later on. Mm. But with film, is always that discipline. And I've been reading books as well where the some of the best photographers, like one of my old web clients called Basil Powell, he used to do a lot of photography for Michael Payne. Yeah, yeah, I remember about that. Right, Basil, I, I, I have like all his photo books and everything he publishes because like I, I know the guy and I'm just like in awe. I'm like, this is all film? What? How the hell did you get these shots? And I'm just curious, like when you take the photo, do you enjoy film photography more or digital photography just from the concept of like, this is it, this oh. is the shot? Oh, I mean, I have to say, like, uh, again, thank you for shouting out my Instagram. I mean, there, there's probably like a mixture of film and digital on, on it. But I mean, mm. definitely, obviously, as you know, on the professional level, I'm always shooting digital for clients. Mm. So what I found so nice was a couple of years ago when I was maybe a bit under stress and under pressure to able to be able to dip back into film. And you're right. The process is very different because nowadays, the way we shoot these weddings and events in Hong Kong, you're firing off like just... 30 frames bullet a second, speed, whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're just like bang, 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 like machine gun fire yeah. just to make sure you don't miss like the, the, the anything at the wedding moment, or whatever. Yeah. And you go back and you got like these 10, 12,000 raw files and you got to sort through them and stuff. And I think you're right. Photography uh, in film, yeah, limiting in a, the sense of like not being the do quantity, yeah. but it really focuses your mind on composition and yeah. all those kind of things. And I loved kind of just going back into it the few, uh, last few years and, you know, okay, if, if you're into Instagram for the likes and stuff, maybe you think, mm. okay, ah, film, well, that's not going to be good. You know, it's not going to be like somehow sexy or whatever. But in a strange way, because like you say, Hong Kong people are so interested in shooting Hong Kong on film again. I, I think like even in terms of like social media engagement, like you, you post film photos, they, they, they do great now. Yeah, well, I saw a big, yeah. I think there's a hashtag film is not dead. It's quite big. Um, okay, so do you find it particularly like, or do you have clients who ask you for film photos? 
Uh, yeah. So the thing is, I actually only shoot film for myself because ah. I, I keep that to myself. But yes, I actually have had clients say, "Would you come to my wedding and shoot it uh, on shoot film. film?" And and I actually have to say to them, "Look, to be honest, I don't think your ninety-year-old uh, grandma is going to appreciate it when I'm loading film and we're trying to do the stage photos in the Hong Kong." In yeah, the right. Hotel, away. Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, like or that doesn't that work she's in that have, context, like, red right? Eyes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I don't think the unpredictable. I mean, not to say the film's unpredictable, but I don't, I don't think it 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 presents itself as a business opportunity yeah. in that sense. But yeah, of course, sure. On the on, uh, I would shoot film like on a commission basis. If someone was saying like, "Yeah, we just want to do something like um, really creative as a yeah. couple and just something more artsy," yeah, then then I think in that context it works. I don't think it works in the event context very well. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. events is all about yeah. capturing a t- yeah. thousand moments and, and figuring and, out which and, one's and, the right and, one. And, and in a strange way, I remember one 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 agent for like a European brand said this to me once. Like he 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 thought of me in the Hong Kong photography world as a fixer in in the sense that. He had used a lot of different photographers in Hong Kong, but he always thought to me like, "Wow, Justin's the one guy I can parachute in. We know he's a safe bet. He'll yeah. get what we need, and he'll fix whatever the last guy didn't didn't get." Right? Yeah. So I actually felt very, I felt I felt good about that. But the way he made it sound was like, "Wow, that really reduces photography to something like where it's like it's like you're, you're like this safe bet. You're like insurance, but you know, like yeah. you're, you're coming in and you're just kind yeah. of like fixing what the last guy didn't do yeah. or whatever." And uh, but yeah, the film definitely doesn't appeal to that that yeah. uh, aesthetic, as it were. Yeah, like what yeah. I'm always curious about with any sort of creative industry is that you've got the amateurs, you got the semi-professional, yeah. you got the professionals, right? And you've always got the person in between who's not a professional but kind of thinks they're pro enough, like they've done it enough with like, oh, I know the terms, I know the jargon. Do you ever get people coming up to you and telling you, all right, dude, so? Uh, I suggest you use the 15 millimeter lens and I would put ISO 800. You're like, dude, what? what? Like, why are you talking to me about this? And how often do you get that and does it annoy you? Like, as a comedian, I have no problem with people coming up to me like, oh, here's a bit for you can use, right? I'm like, you can tell it to me. I will never yeah. use it. But so, do you get that? So uh, as comedians, you're probably well-versed with the idea of hecklers. I think, it, I think with photographers, we have this concept called Uncle Toms who are people <laughs> who come up to you. Not Uncle Toms. Uncle Toms is the, ra- the racist thing, right? So uh, I might be wrong about that. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, there's Roger, a, there, I'm, there's, there's, I'm too brown. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry if I misspoke. But anyway, there's an <laughs> Uncle something, right? And it basically denotes like a boomer. Yeah, yeah the uh, guy who thinks he, kind of guy. Yeah, he's got suggestions. So you do get that a lot because what, I mean, I remember recently, it's very, one thing you must do as a Hong Kong professional photographer, you also try and keep your calm at events where people's make remarks to you yeah so recently i did a wedding and there's there was this kind of old guy he was kind of drunk and he was going around with his iphone like taking a zillion photos and he kept saying like out loud to all the guests like i don't know why they hired a professional photographer like i'm taking way better photos than (laughs) this guy and my iphone's like a way more megapixels than his camera amen to that dude and and we all know those guys and he and he was like really drunk and and right in my face and he kept saying it to me and and, and, you know that moment you're like i'm that's at the point where i'm almost like Tempted to say something back, Dude, you know? right? Right. Like, but because this, you're in front of the wedding couple, yeah. you have to be yeah, really polite yeah, to their yeah. guests this and is stuff. Home court so yeah, you, you you do get those things that are slightly triggering sometimes. Yeah. Um, um, and and um, and uh, yeah. So I, I I think like you you're always gonna run into people who uh, think maybe that somehow professional photography well I mean as I said a lot of people still think of this as my hobby yeah, yeah you know yeah. like 10-15 years it's hard to line. grasp yeah it's um, hard to grasp because, because at the end but at the end of the day if you do it as a business I mean I mean, one good thing that I again I'm trying not to talk myself up too much a lot of the brides that I've worked with they actually comment on my professionalism and I'm always like yeah well that's part of why, why you would get yeah. here right you don't just hire your uncle to do the shots because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know how to set up or stage certain things right, right? Yeah. he doesn't know how to organize people yeah. a lot of what we do at events is very logistical yeah. it's like it's not so much about your creative eye I tell my assistant this sometimes yeah. 
yeah. it's not about like how great and how beautiful you make things look. It's about how you organize because yeah. Hong Kong at the end of the day is a very business-like yeah. environment. Like oh, that, yeah, right? yeah. Like you guys know it too, oh, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I've had yeah. gigs before where you have, let's say the MC is a friend or something yeah. and they're up there you know, cracking one or two jokes and they're like, well, you know, why'd you just have to hire a comedian? I'm already making you laugh. Yeah. I'm like, I, you need yeah. to add that. Yeah. I have to go up next after you. It's going to be awkward. Now we have to be like, yeah, because yeah. I'm funnier. That's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. So you have that. Now, secondly, also, you talk about uh, the logistics and everything. This is a side that a lot of people don't realize with any sort of creative art form where you've got to not only do your job, get the shot, like comedians, we're actually reading the room. you got to feel it out. And I'm sure with photography, you've got to kind of guide the people to maybe do something. Like I'm sure at local scenes, you see it all the time. Like for example, in, in gigs I get, if it's like a very typically Chinese company, everyone's super timid. They're like, mm. oh, we're not laughing until the boss laughs, right? We're not moving until the boss moves, right? And you have to let people know, hey, relax, be yourself. You know, no one's judging you at the moment. Do you have a lot of that where you are finding that you are spending more time now trying to guide your clients mm. rather than actually even capture the shot? Like I'll get the shot. I need you to be in, you know, in 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 the in the moment. Yeah. Uh, again, because when you're working, say, in the wedding or event photography business in Hong Kong, I would say uh, there are, broadly speaking, there are going to be like two or three different types of clients. One type of client is kind of like very, very, and again, I don't want to stereotype, but a lot of the local clients, for example, they're super organized. Yeah. They have everything planned with their Excel sheet in like five-minute blocks. Oh, yeah, full on, like yeah. You have to stand right there and take the shot exactly like that. Mm. Now, that can be frustrating from your creative sense of mind, yeah. but at least it's very, at least you know, okay, that's what I need to do. To yeah. get over you satisfy them easily. I'm fine. That's you know, what they I, want. It's, you not, gonna, to get. it's yeah. not gonna speak to my creative soul, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at least I know, okay, I'm gonna get everything within that 12 hours, right? Correct, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there are the types of couples who who say things to you like, "Oh, Justin, we love your fly on the wall photography. Just do you, you do you. <laughs> yeah. You go there and shoot whatever you want." Mm. And I'm like, you know what? You say that, but yeah. when yeah. we come to the thing, I'm gonna have to stage a couple things for you because yeah. like, not everything in life is purely candid, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. At the end of the day, you're gonna you're gonna have some like auntie or uncle ask you, "Why didn't you get that photo? Like, of you guys yeah. standing under that right, arch right, or whatever, yeah. right?" Or, or that uncle's got so, it on his so, iPhone. He's so like, "You didn't get this." It one. It is an interesting point because I think as a as certainly in weddings, but even in general events in Hong Kong, when I do stuff for like the, I don't know, like the the consulates, the fashion brands, whatever, uh, there is a lot of organizing. And and sure. I tell you another funny thing about Hong Kong, despite being an Asian country and and as an Asian country, so. Uh, or an Asian city, I should say. Probably. That, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, self-toxic there. Hold on a second. Uh, a, a, city, uh, a yeah. city that is so obsessed with like selfies and taking photos on their phone and everything. Yeah. Hong Kong people are remarkably bad at looking at the camera when you oh. tell them to oh. look at the camera. <laughs> Dude. So when you'll be at a wedding and you'll say, okay, auntie, uncle, like, I'm Hmong, all like, everyone look at yeah. me, right? And their eyes are going left, right, yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it because they're what, shy? Or I no, don't it's know. just the concept. I think, it just, just, I think, yeah. I think because they're not seeing themselves in your lens. You yeah. need like an yeah. actual prompter yeah. in front so of you. So they're all lined up and everything, but somehow their eyes go everywhere or yeah. they're blinking or they're sitting in the yeah. wrong place. So yeah, a lot of it is about organizing people yeah. for sure. I think that's generally also the mindset over here where they don't realize that your eyes make the contact and which one you want to look into the lens so we get to see your, you as a person. So a lot of times, like when you took the picture of me, it's like, yes, but your eyes are where we connect as humans. Do you not understand mm. that? Like when you talk to me, we Talk, yeah. Look, he's yeah. in the eye. Yeah. So, finally, one thing I'm always again, 
I'm I'm always curious about any creative industry, especially photography, because like mm. I own a camera, so you know I know my you know. Oh, you'll have mm. my job soon. <laughs> exactly. I mean, let me just say the number of SD cards I've had to fill up. <laughs> that will be the first time an Indian takes someone else's job for cheaper. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Go figure, man. Yeah, exactly. I come down. He's like he's yeah. like hi. My name is Jagdesh. <laughs> I'm I'm Justin's replacement. <laughs> so. At what point did you realize that you were? Do you spend more of your time doing the business side of, of, of your, your 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 job? Because like what I find in comedy is that the one moment I'm least stressed is when I'm actually on stage performing. Yep. When I'm doing the show, I'm like that's my easiest time compared to everything else. What what, what do you find like the ratio or the, the the moments when you're like finally this is what I'm all about? Yeah. So so again, Hong Kong being Hong Kong, right? Sometimes I'll do a corporate gig like some 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 pop up at PMQ or something like some big brand doing a launch of alcohol or something. Yeah. And you know they spend more time talking about the shoot than the actual shoot. Like mm. I remember going into one of these meetings in Quarry Bay, and there were like 20 representatives from the PR agency. Yeah. And they were all like asking me like, oh, you know, what do you think will work on Instagram? Blah blah blah. There's like so many cooks in that melting. Mm. Pot. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, when do we actually get to the shoot? Yeah, but yeah. like, I will you, show you but, on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like you, right? I'm very much of the person that I'm. I'm one of those people like, I'm grumbling all the way up to the shoot. I'm like, God, I gotta go work. I gotta do the shoot. I gotta mm. dress up and go to this event. Blah blah blah. When I'm in the zone and I'm in working the event, yeah. I love it. Oh yeah, you still love it, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the day, like last yeah. night I was at Upper House doing a wedding. I just loved everything about it. Like, yeah, right. When you're when you're interacting with people, having a good time, having fun. Yeah, and and it is a people business at the end of the day. Yeah, that's when I forget about all the bullshit that came on the yeah, side. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. when you feel like okay, all the all those hours you spent marketing. Yeah. and talking to all these people and planners and vendors and and PR people. Yeah, just cut through all that and just do the thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and, yeah. Let me uh, let's get to the spicier stuff. Okay, and remember, on a podcast, sometimes the hosts are asking questions that does not mean they represent their own opinion, okay? We represent <laughs> the masses. Uh, let's get into the models a bit, because <laughs> this is a bit of a... An, a I, I've had experiences through friends who are in that business where it gets a little touchy with the, mo- with the photographer sometimes, in the sense of there is this weird dynamic, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is your word, not mine. Uh, there is this weird dynamic of like especially with Instagram, with male models, new models, who go and, for lack of better words, kind of use the relationship, the, the leverage that they have over younger female models. And it just gets to a weird place where it seems like a lot of guys are now using that to get access to girls that they never had access to before, but now they have some sort of talent, some a camera, and they're like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a professional photographer. Here's my Instagram account. You should come do a shoot with me. So what he's asking, do you have a black couch in your office? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, No, there is no black couch in my studio. There is a rattan chair, but I don't think that's very very comfortable. But but, uh, uh, yeah, I'll be very careful what I say here. I think uh, in the early days of Instagram, I certainly came across a few people who did not necessarily want to market themselves as full-blown professionals, Mm -hmm. but they would tend to have these meetups with uh, Mm -hmm. bunches of like models and girls and then curate their IG profile around that. Now, I would say there's been some analysis of this amongst the professional photographer crowd. I I mean, obviously, it's win-win in the sense that, as you say, people who maybe didn't have access to certain types of women Mm -hmm. do get access because they're giving them something in return, right? They're giving them hot photos, of themselves and they're trying to break into like modeling or, or get into an agency mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I I know of people and I know of people who have been criticized for doing that. 
uh, I won't name names, obviously, but no. yeah, it, it is it is something. I will tell you it something. It is a phenomenon for sure. Yeah, I was going to say I will tell you something yeah. that is just. Yeah. It, it, I'm sure this is not the first time you hear it. There is a prop like a stereotype now that a lot of photographers are just creepy. It, like uh, obviously you can take the professional people aside for like you know do weddings or babies or whatever but there is a lot of like it's a problematic area right now yeah. where i i have had friends who are like oh i have to ask so many people have worked with this particular person that i that i want to work with if he's safe to work with how is there some sort of an internal vetting process that you guys have like in that circle where he's like okay this person is causing damage to our reputation or something along these lines yeah again it, it, it's hard to be very specific on names i would say i've heard a lot of stories um i would even say i've worked with models who are who are in relatively well known internationally mm. and the one thing they say is like okay yes in hong kong you meet some creepy photographers but it's still nothing on the level of what you would meet in milan or london or new york where mm. people can be yeah that was obviously that was really had nothing to do with hong kong yeah, yeah yeah sure about the industry sure. yeah yeah sure yeah. so i mean i think i think i think that i think that for sure is always going to be an industry stereotype that doesn't go away um there are these you know there are photographers who, and, and you know I, I i'm no i'm not i'm not going to say i'm a saint of course i've done a lot of photography that's borderline edgy or whatever that that you know whether it was through through clients request or some former collaboration it does happen but yeah i, I think i think it, it it is something that maybe especially as the world becomes more uh, woke as it were mm. i've spoken to some models who are just i count as friends mm. and they're like you know this is kind of the time where we now have to say look there's a line and there's mm. some some of these guys who draw who go over the line and they need to be called out on that so i think you know uh, you know obviously it, 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 it is a problem i think it is an image problem i think the industry can probably go some way into rectifying it. Um, but in Hong Kong, actually, funnily enough, maybe in a, in a certain way, the, the feminist thing isn't as strong as in other places. So because, there, as you say, mm. I think there are still a lot of these kind of younger models coming out of college or, or high school or whatever, and they're still very willing to indulge that kind of thing, mm. you know? Yeah, it just like, it seems like kind of unsettling, to be honest, because it seems like there will always be some sort of supply. As you just said, like younger girls who are maybe good looking want to get into the, the modeling business or acting business or whatever. So they're willing to give something that otherwise you would not do. But you also, in a way, you're like, okay, well, they're getting something as well, which is access to that photographer or like good photos or whatever it is. But it doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand what you mean. Um, and again, I don't know if this is something that where there is an instant fix, as it were, for, uh, for it. But... Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think even in Hong Kong, which of, as we all know is a very safe and generally very uh, communal place, it, it still pays for some people for to be careful. Mm. You know, I I don't know if there's a way, as you say, a central way of vetting it. Mm. Um, but I think also the one good thing is generally like if you have a good reputation online in Hong Kong, mm. then generally that carries forward to other people. Like people say, yeah, I shot with him, he's fine, he's a nice guy. Right. Like yeah, he might take you for a drink later, but it's only totally a nice way, not not in a creepy right. way, trying to get in your pants or whatever, right? Mm. Uh, but yeah, of course we all know stories for in, sure. And your and back to your experience, you yeah. have also said that you have had a done edgy ed edgy photography in a way yeah. or edgy shoots yeah. how did that come about or like how comfortable you were with that working with them uh okay uh again i i try not to betray too many client confidences and stuff but yeah i have had some girls who would say things to me like you know i'm turning 30 and i'm working in a boring corporate job i'm an investment banker or lawyer i just want to do something really risque mm. Mm. now risque of course can come in many levels right in sure, yeah. soft porn hard porn like yeah, mm. yeah, yeah so i have done a couple of things that 
I wasn't prepared for because maybe the sketch was uh, maybe the the pitch was yeah. like this shoot's gonna be like this, and then right. I get there, I'm like, wow, this is quite obscene, or this yeah. is kind of over the top. But you're a professional; you do your job, and yeah. and of course, all my friends would make fun of me. Ha ha, so great! You get like look at free porn. I'm like, no, <laughs> right. no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm actually still doing a job. I'm not paid to be like stimulated by this. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course, yeah, friends take the piss all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's interesting because Hong Kong, in that sense, is such a professional place where people always have to keep their game face on all the time. Yeah. But yeah. you would be surprised. There are a lot of people in Hong Kong who live who who are in positions of great power and in. Influence, they just want to sometimes just rock it out and do something really like yeah. hot and sexy for themselves, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and so, so that's that's another interesting element of what I've done, yeah. Yeah, actually. And and again, uh, I'll be very careful what I say here, but as we all know in Hong Kong, there are all kinds of infidelities and things like that. I've had women request things like, "Look, I want to take hot uh, hot pictures from my lover." Uh, but my husband can't know about this and mm. all kinds of things like that. So it does happen. And I think yeah. we, all, we all know, I won't sugarcoat it, right? Yeah, yeah, wow. I yeah. mean, I guess that's what any sort of uh, industry like this where you are providing a personal service as well. So, I mean, comedy, you get similar stuff, but not to the point of they're like, okay, I want you to make me laugh, but I'll be naked. It's like, what? No, yeah, yeah. No, in, our, in, in, in a way, it makes comedy sound very lame right now, yeah, exactly. to be honest with you. Yeah, they're like, I, don't, I could never do what you do. I'm like, I yeah. wish I didn't have to do what I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to... Want to press a little further on the morality of the business, but we're also out of time, so we're gonna have to push that to the Patreon. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. I know we have been uh, a little difficult towards the end, but you have been very patient with us. Uh, can you plug your socials? How do people find you? Uh, just tell tell our audience a little bit about your business. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously I have my official website, but I think the best way for anyone to, to to connect with me is through my Instagram. As mentioned, it's hurting bombs with a Z on the end. I also have a wedding specific Instagram which is the candid the candid with a K um, and uh, also if I may just also plug this I recently sold out my first ever NFT series Ooh, nice. uh, wow. so, so uh, that's through a company called Sloika which I've been working with very closely but I also have a second series now available on OpenSea so if you go to OpenSea and search for Hong Kong, Hong Kong stories you'll find my NFTs that haven't been sold yet. Yeah, you're wow. also gonna find if you go on hurting bombs, it's mostly photos of <laughs> like female models are very attractive. So uh, that would be a fun. Uh, I, I fun like to think of them as friends, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't say anything that is untrue. I said they're female, they're models, and they're attractive. <laughs> yeah. This is all true, isn't it? <laughs> I sense jealousy. You don't tell any lies. Man. I am, yeah, I am very jealous. Like, can you not tell? Oh, definitely, man. Like, <laughs> I think I think we should get you two in the boudoir and do some something. Maybe we save that for the Patreon. <laughs> I forget you guys to get you, book I, you guys a suite in the Mari I, and uh, I'm you know. 39. It's time to do something risque. You're 39? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. That's, yeah. You look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I believe in Photoshop. <laughs> Judson, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks, guys. This has been, been an honor and pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.